Welcome in to the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. It's brought to you each each episode by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Now, we did have a number of uh, college football games postponed uh, over uh, the last couple of days for this upcoming weekend. Uh, they include a uh, battle between Air Force and Army that was scheduled for Saturday morning. That game was uh, postponed due to a COVID outbreak uh, involving Air Force. We also saw California and Washington get postponed because of a COVID outbreak at California. That game's actually canceled altogether, not postponed, as uh, they uh, do not have an opportunity to make that game up between Cal and Washington. Also, Louisville and Virginia is postponed until next week. Uh, They will meet. uh, They had an outbreak. I believe Louisville has a minor outbreak. So they postponed the game a week to next week. Both teams were already scheduled to be off next week. So they'll reschedule for November the 14th. And uh, Navy and uh, Tulsa, I believe, are playing. And they got postponed as well. Not 100% sure exactly why that postponement came about. But I'm sure it's COVID-related. But I'm not sure which school had the uh, COVID issue. And I believe uh, there is another one, I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head, that uh, is postponed until next week, or is postponed at least uh, for the moment. Uh, I can't say next week. Trying to find it real quick. Uh, See, we talked about Cal and Washington was postponed. We also talked about... uh, Wisconsin-Purdue is canceled. Wisconsin still not completely recovered from their outbreak. Uh, Tulsa and Navy is postponed. Texas El Paso, Florida International has been canceled. Uh, so that game will not be made up. Also, Louisiana Tech, North Texas has been postponed as well. So in all, we got, it looks like, seven games scheduled for this upcoming weekend that are postponed or canceled because of uh, COVID reasons. So, unfortunately, those games won't happen, but they were none of the games that were selected to be in our picks for this week. <clears throat> as usual, we'll have 10 college picks, uh, two upset uh, picks as well, plus five from the NFL and an upset pick there as as, as well. So, we'll go ahead and then we'll start things off uh, with our college picks, and we'll start off with... Uh, the first Pac-10 game, or Pac-12 game, I should say, that will kick off for the 2020 football season. That's going to feature Arizona State and Southern Cal at USC. And uh, we take a look at some of the trends. Uh, Arizona State is 2-5 and five against the spread in their last seven games. Uh, also, uh, versus Arizona State, USC is 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five against ASU. And uh, we're going to go a little bit against the trend on this one. And it's simply because we really don't know what to, what, what to expect from either one of these two teams. Uh, but a 10.5 point spread is what USC is favored by against Arizona State. And I think that hook is the reason why we're going to go Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State's talented enough to beat USC. USC still has a lot of issues uh, 
I don't think they got really corrected from last season. Uh, they're still still coached by Clay Helton, and he's going to be on the hot seat. Uh, Arizona State really uh, came on towards the end of last season. Uh, I think this is a big game for Arizona State if uh, they want if they want to be considered a uh, contender in the Pac-12. Uh, USC is a favorite to win their division. Uh, I'm not sure Arizona State wins this game, but I think they keep it within the ten and a half points. That hook being the difference in this one. So we're going to take Arizona State plus 10.5 at USC. All right, next up, we're going to go semi-off the beaten path, and it's Liberty Flames taking on Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech favored by 14.5 in this one against Liberty. Uh, Liberty is ranked 25th in the country. Virginia Tech is unranked. Uh, But... However, Liberty is 8-3 in their last 11 games against the spread. Subsequently, Virginia Tech, uh, as a home of favorite, is 4-1 against the spread in their last five. Uh, <clears throat> this is a game that it, it's screaming take Liberty. Uh, 14.5 points, a lot of points for a team that's ranked against an unranked opponent. Uh, we're going to take Liberty but we're kind of cautious about taking Liberty, and this is why. The game is at Lane Stadium in in um, Blacksburg. Virginia Tech notoriously good at home, uh, and I feel like the spread's a little too high for Virginia Tech against Liberty because Liberty's got an offense. Liberty, with Malik Willis at quarterback, they can really put points on the board. They're coached by Hugh Freeze. Um, so, uh, points are going to come for Liberty. Virginia Tech's defense is not as good as it has been in years past. Uh, but Virginia Tech's offense is probably better than it has been in years past. I expect a high scoring game and I expect a game in which Virginia Tech wins, but I think Liberty covers 14 and a half points. Uh, basically, basically because I don't think Virginia Tech can get enough stops for Liberty not to cover that spread. But again, I do think Virginia Tech wins the game, but I think Liberty covers the spread. All right, next up, we're going to go to Iowa City, Iowa. Michigan State and Iowa are meeting. Uh, Iowa favored by six and a half in this one. Now, Michigan State is just three and 11 in their last 14 games uh, against a Big Ten Conference opponent. That's also counting last week's upset win over Michigan. Uh, subsequently, when you look at Iowa, uh, as a home of favorite, Iowa is 14-5 and five in their last 19 as a home favorite uh, against the spread. And Michigan against Michigan State in general, they're 5-2 in their last seven games at home against Michigan State against the spread. I think this is kind of an overcorrection uh, for Michigan State, and it's why I like Iowa minus 6.5. Look, Michigan State gets blown out by Rutgers, turns it over seven times, becomes a 25-point underdog in a rivalry game against Michigan last week, which was an overcorrection towards Michigan State, not factoring the fact that Michigan State turned it over seven times. Uh, so Michigan State, of course, subsequently covers the spread and wins outright. But I feel like now we're in a situation where maybe uh, Iowa being 0-2 and Michigan State coming off a big win. I think the fact Michigan State's coming off a big win sets up nicely for an Iowa team that's desperate for a victory. Uh, Iowa, again, just a six-and-a-half point favorite in this one. We're going to take Iowa. We're going to give up the six-and-a-half points mainly and only because this game is being played in Iowa City. 
All right, moving on to our next game. Those were our early games. The mid-afternoon games will be what comes next. And uh, we're going to move on to uh, Kansas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a giant favorite in this one at 38 points. Uh, and we're going to take Oklahoma. We're going to give up 38 points. And that's strictly because Kansas is 1-14, and 14, their last 15 against the spread. While Oklahoma, specifically when they play uh, at home, Against the spread, they are sitting at uh, five and two in their last seven against the spread. They've won fifteen straight overall against uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, Kansas has lost their last twelve straight, and Kansas has won has covered one game this season against the spread. All that factored in, Oklahoma played extremely well last week against Texas Tech. We had a minus fourteen and a half, and they covered easily. Texas Tech is better than Kansas. And Oklahoma's at home in this one and not in not on the road like they were last week. I think Oklahoma wins this game uh, by close to 50 points. So we're going to take Oklahoma. We're going to give up 38 points as they take on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right. Next up, we're going to move uh, to the SEC. And we're going to go with Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Mississippi State is favored by 19 and a half points in this one. And we're going to take Vanderbilt in the points, and it's simply, uh, we'll take a look at trends real quick. Vanderbilt is 4-13 in their last 17 against the spread. However, Mississippi State 4-10 against the spread in their last 14. The reason we're going to take Vanderbilt is simple. Mississippi State has scored a grand total of 23 points in their last four games. What makes anyone think Vanderbilt or Mississippi State scoring 19 points in this game or 20 points in this game uh, without giving up anything to Vanderbilt. I don't. I haven't seen anything in the last month that tells me Mississippi State's going to score enough points to cover the spread. And that's why we're going to take Vanderbilt. We're going to give up the 19.5 points. It's simply because Mississippi State's offense is, is so bad. Vanderbilt's not terrible on defense. Now, Vanderbilt's offense ain't very good, and Mississippi State's defense is pretty good. Uh, but I think Vanderbilt can force some turnovers on a turnover-prone to Mississippi State offense get themselves in decent field position where they can score uh, a touchdown in a field goal. They score 10 points. That's that's saying Mississippi State has to score 30 to cover the spread. There's no way Mississippi State's scoring 30 points, not the way they're playing right now. I may be eating my words come uh, Saturday night, but I just don't see it. So we're going to take Vanderbilt. We're going to give up 19.5 points in uh, that one. All right. Next up, we're going to go... To Ohio State and Rutgers. Ohio State is a 38-point favorite against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Rutgers is 1-1 on the season. They do have a win over Michigan State. And they lost a tough one last week to Indiana. I, Ohio State, by the way, 11-4 in the last 15 games against the spread. Uh, and 5-1 and one against their, in their last six against the spread against Ohio State. Or excuse me, Ohio State's five and one their last six against the spread against Rutgers. But thirty-eight points is a lot of points. Uh and this isn't Kansas we're talking about. We're talking about a Rutgers team that's actually won a game and played well in another. Uh Rutgers is going to score some points in this one. Now they're going to give up a lot of points. Uh, I can see Ohio State winning this by 30, 35, but 38. Basically, if Rutgers can score a touchdown, Ohio State will score 45 points. And I'm not sure Ohio State would score 45 points. 
in this one. I think Ohio State's just going to try to get in this game and get out of this game because, quite frankly, all Ohio State has to do is win. If they win out, they'll get to the college football playoff. It doesn't matter what they get, what the scores look like and what the games look like. They'll get to the college football playoff if they finish undefeated if they can play all nine games in their schedule. So we'll we're going to leave it at that. We'll take uh, we'll take Rutgers. We'll give up thirty eight and a half points. We got Texas A and M at South Carolina. Texas A and M favored by ten points in this one. A and M just two and five against the spread in their last seven. That includes getting backdoor covered on by Arkansas last week when we had the Razorbacks. Uh, well, subsequently South Carolina. Uh, against the spread, just sitting at uh, two and four on the year against the spread. AM favored by 10. I think this is a dangerous game for Texas AM. Not that South Carolina is a great team, but Texas AM coming off a big win last week against Arkansas. Uh, kind of riding high right now. South Carolina needing to show something. Uh, Will Muschamp may be coaching for his job in the next couple of weeks. Could get a huge reprieve if South Carolina can win this game. I don't think South Carolina wins this game. However, I think South Carolina can cover a 10-point spread. I think the game will be close. It'll be tight throughout. I think A&M wins this game. I think South Carolina, however, covers the 10-point spread. All right, next up, we're going to go to Fayetteville and take uh, a look at Arkansas and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee comes in the game favored by two points in this one. Arkansas undefeated against the spread this season at uh, f- at 5-0. Oh. Texas uh, Tennessee in their last seven against the spread, 1-5-1. However, Tennessee is 4-0 oh against the spread in the last four years coming off a bye when the team they've played, they're playing played the week before. So Tennessee took the bye this week or this past week, last week, while Arkansas played Texas A&M. So Tennessee 4-0 against the spread in that situation. Arkansas 5-0 against the spread this season. It's kind of a balance. It kind of balances out. You know, Tennessee is a two-point favorite. I've said it many times on this podcast, and I'm going to say it again because it factors into this game. When it looks even, take the desperate team. And Tennessee is the desperate team. Arkansas is 2-3 and three on the season, and they've already won uh, more games than most people thought. I, I don't think anyone had them winning more than two, so even if they lose out, they're still in a fine situation uh, compared to where they've been the last couple of years. Tennessee, on the other hand, if Tennessee loses this game, Jeremy Pruitt could really be in some serious hot water as it pertains to his job security uh, as, as they go through the rest of their schedule. This game matters more to Tennessee than it does to Arkansas in the grand scheme of things, and that's why we're going to t- take Tennessee and give up two points. I'm not confident in this pick, not whole, not wholeheartedly confident in this pick uh, because Arkansas has played some good football this season. Tennessee did early, but last three games, Tennessee has played terrible, but they've had a bye week. Jeremy Pruitt undefeated, coming off a bye week, undefeated against the spread of coming off a bye week. When the team they were playing against played the week before, Arkansas is also undefeated against the spread. So I'm not going to be, you know, shocked if, if people take Arkansas in this one. I'll be more shocked if they don't. I'm taking the desperate team. 
It has paid off for me before. It's paid off for us before on this podcast, taking that desperate team. Tennessee's the desperate team. We're going to take the volunteers. We'll give up the two points and watch Tennessee win by one. <clears throat> I can almost guarantee that's probably what's going to happen. All right, uh, we got two more games. We're going to go back to the Pac-12. Oregon taking on Stanford. Oregon favored by eight in this one. Stanford just two and nine in their last 11 games against the spread. While Oregon sitting at uh, eight and three in their last 11 against the spread in home games. And they're 11 and two against the spread in their last 13 at home against Stanford. Uh, Oregon's probably the only team in the Pac-12 really that has a chance at the college football playoff. So I think Oregon comes out with a purpose. They're at home at Autzen Stadium. Stanford's not a very good team. Oregon, again, has the playoff possibilities, and they know they do. They had a lot of guys, however, opt out. A lot of key players opt out. It's going to be interesting to see how that factors into things. But I think for this game, I think Oregon minus eight's the play. And it's simply because Stanford's reeling as a program and it has for the last two years or so. While Oregon, again, is the team to beat in the Pac-12. Eight points and a lot of points for a home team that's picked to win the Pac-12. So we're going to go ahead and take Oregon and give up eight points. All right, and our final pick before our upsets on the college side will be the game of the week. And that is Clemson and Notre Dame taking place in South Bend. Clemson, 2-6 and six in their last eight games against the spread, which is a little bit on the scary side. Uh, but they've also had a whole lot of high spreads uh, going in uh, to, uh, to a lot of games. And, of course, last week they missed on their spread against Boston College. Uh, Clemson does not have their starting quarterback, uh, Trevor Lawrence. He is out uh, for this game as they continue He's over the COVID, but they have some uh, heart uh, monitoring to do to make sure everything is okay with it with his heart, and it's not going to be completed before game time on Saturday. So he'll have to sit out, and DJ Ugalale will be the uh, starting quarterback for Clemson for the second week in a row. He looked pretty good last week against Boston College, threw for nearly 400 yards and three touchdowns, also ran for a touchdown as well uh, for the uh, Tigers. They are at five and a half point, no, I'm sorry, just a five-point favorite at Notre Dame. Notre Dame in big games has not looked good and hasn't really, hasn't beat a top 10 opponent, Notre Dame, since 1993. That's when they beat Florida State in the one versus two matchup. It was the first ever college game day on the road. Uh, and they were in South Bend that night. <clears throat> Clemson just a five-point favorite. I think Clemson's defense is is my worry, but I think their defense is going to play better this week. Uh, Boston College was able to exploit their defense. Uh, in some ways, I don't think Notre Dame can. Notre Dame's not a very good passing team. They can run the ball fairly well. Uh, Clemson uh, has some issues stopping the run against Boston College, but I think they're they're also missing some starters on the defensive side due to injury. And it, it affected them last week. I think they'll make the adjustments. They got one of the best defensive coordinators in college football in Brent Venables. I think he'll make the adjustments. I think Clemson's offense will be just fine without Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think Clemson wins this game, covers the five-point spread. All right, our two upset picks 
I'm going to start off uh, with a very popular, actually both upset picks are quite popular this week. Uh, the first one being West Virginia and Texas. Texas is favored by six and a half against West Virginia. The game is in Austin, uh, but you don't really know what you're going to get from Texas. And that's kind of the problem. Uh, I think West Virginia can score. I think the offense under Neil Brown has has been pretty good uh, for the Mountaineers. And while Texas can score points as well, but Texas' defense is so bad. I think West Virginia can get more stops than Texas can. I think West Virginia is going to upset Texas. As a a 6.5 point underdog, we're going to take West Virginia for the upset of Texas. And our other upset pick is going to be Florida over Georgia. First of all, I think the wrong team is favored in this one simply because we've watched Georgia's offense for the last month. They haven't done anything since the first half of the Alabama game. Stetson Bennett, their quarterback, has thrown five interceptions in the last six quarters he has played. Georgia has scored 14 points last week on Kentucky's defense. While Florida's defense has struggled for most of the season, they played their they had their best performance of the season last week against against Missouri. While and Georgia's defense is one of the best defenses in the country. However, they have four starters that are going to be out for this game, including their best defensive player, Richard LeCount, who unfortunately had a motorcycle or a dirt bike accident on Saturday that left him with some bruised ribs and a concussion. He is out of the hospital, but he is out for the next couple of weeks, including this one. And uh, when you look at the uh, the trends, Florida is 18-3 and in their last 21 games overall, straight up. Georgia's 11-2 and straight up in their last 13 games. Georgia's won the last three. And there's been a pattern in this series since 2000 and uh, since 2010. And it's been uh, Florida won three in a row, then Georgia won three in a row, Florida won three in a row, and now Georgia's on a three-game winning streak in this series. So the trend says Florida wins this one in the next two. Uh when you factor in the injuries on Georgia's defensive side, the fact their offense is not very good, it's not consistent. If they can't run the football on Florida, they're not going to score points. Uh, Florida, on the other hand, no one has stopped their offense yet. I think Georgia is the best opportunity to stop Florida's offense. But I think if Florida's offense can get to 28 points, Florida wins this game. Georgia wants to keep this low scoring. Florida wants to score points. I think Florida's going to score points. I think Florida's going to score enough points. Florida, as a three and a half point underdog, is going to upset Georgia. So our college picks again: Liberty plus fourteen and a half at Virginia Tech, Iowa minus six and a half against Michigan State, Arizona State plus ten and a half against USC, Oklahoma minus thirty eight against Kansas, Vanderbilt plus nineteen and a half at Mississippi State, Rutgers plus thirty eight and a half at Ohio State, Oregon minus eight against Stanford, Clemson minus five against Notre Dame. Tennessee minus two at Arkansas, South Carolina plus 10 against Texas A&M, and our two upsets, West Virginia plus six and a half at Texas to win, and Florida plus three and a half to upset Georgia. Now, these are individual bets, not parlay bets, so don't parlay these unless you want to, and you can parlay them if you want, uh, but I make each of these bets individually. I don't parlay any of these bets. So we'll take a break, we'll come back, and then we're going to look at the NFL picks for this week. And we'll do that in just a moment. This is The Degenerate Gambler. 
Welcome back to the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. Now we'll move our way into the National Football League and our picks there. We got five games from the NFL. And we'll start with the Carolina Panthers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City favored by 11.5 in this one against Carolina. Uh, by the way, the Chiefs are 17 and 4 against the spread in their last 21 games uh, going into this one. And we're going to go against the trend here. Uh, just because the eye test tells us to. Carolina's not terrible by any means. Kansas City's been playing to their competition, the exception being last week against the Jets, because I don't think you can play that bad to play with the Jets. But when you've looked at their team this season, they've kind of played around with teams like the Chargers and the Raiders, you know, to name two, Buffalo, to name another one. They've kind of just played games kind of close to the vest, I'm under the belief that Kansas City's just bored. They're just trying to win games to get to the playoffs and then really turn it on. Now, I don't know if they can flip that switch once they get to the playoffs. And I know they're going to flip the switch at some point, I think, during the regular season. But I don't think it's going to be this week. Carolina's expected to get Christian McCaffrey back this week, uh, which will add a a dynamic to their offense. Teddy Bridgewater's played well for for the Carolina Panthers this season. Um, again, Kansas City plays their competition. I think they'll score points. I think Carolina's going to score some points as well. Kansas City wins this game. I don't think it's going to be a game that you kind of sweat when it comes to the Chiefs. But at 11.5, that's, that's basically two touchdowns. I think Carolina can keep it close. I think they can stay within the 11.5 points. So we'll take the Carolina Panthers plus 11.5. All right, our next pick, we will take... Down the Baltimore Ravens. They are traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Baltimore is favored by two in this one. The Colts are 10-1 and one in their last 11 against the spread against Baltimore. However, Baltimore is 6-1 against the six, I'm sorry, 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games on the road. So it's a battle of two trends, two high trends. Uh, do you take Indianapolis? Do you take Baltimore in the trend? We're going to take Baltimore. We're going to give up the two points. And uh, I think it just it's because Baltimore is due to break out. While the, while the Ravens are a good football team, and I believe they've only lost the one game, or they've lost two games. I'm sorry, they lost last week to Pittsburgh. They've lost twice this season to Kansas City and Pittsburgh. They're two of the best, if not the two best teams in the AFC this season. Uh Baltimore played close in both of those. I think Baltimore has a bounce back at Indianapolis. I'm not sold on Phillip Rivers with the Colts. I think he's his days are numbered. His days are done, basically, as a quarterback. I haven't seen anything so far this season that tells me that that's going to change when it comes to the Colts. Uh, I think Baltimore's defense is underrated how good they are. Uh, I think they're going to step up to the forefront this week. I think Lamar Jackson has his best game of the season. I think the Baltimore Ravens cover the two-point spread at Indianapolis. Speaking of Pittsburgh, they are 14.5-point favorites as they travel to Big D to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, by the way, is 0-7 against the spread this season. They are the only team in the National Football League that has not won a game against the spread this season. Subsequently, Pittsburgh is 5 and 0 in their last 5 against the spread, 6 and 1 in their last 7 against the spread. The spread is 14 and a half for the uh for the Steelers. 
I'm sticking with the trend that says Dallas don't cover the spread. Dallas going with uh, another quarterback this week. I think they're going to choose between uh, two guys they just put on the roster, one of them being Garrett Gilbert, who last played in the AAF, uh, and also uh, Cooper Rush, who was on the practice squad. I uh, believe one of those two is going to be the starting quarterback against probably the best defense in the AFC, if not the best defense in the NFL in Pittsburgh. Uh, so that spells doom right there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's not the same Ezekiel Elliott he's been in years past. Uh, there is virtually no passing game right now. Uh, ever since Dak Prescott got hurt, even with Andy Dalton in there, the passing game wasn't that good. Dalton is out for this one. Uh, he had the concussion that made him miss last week. He was close contact for COVID this week. That's got him out. Uh, so everything going wrong for Dallas, everything going right for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will give up 14 and a half points. It's hard to give up that many points in an NFL game. But again, Pittsburgh's the best, one of the best teams in the league. Dallas is one of the worst teams in the league, especially now without Dak Prescott. Dallas hasn't covered a spread all season. What makes me think Dallas is going to cover one now? So we'll give up 14 and a half points and we'll take the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, next up is the Sunday night game, and it's New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay favored by four in this one. It's the second meeting between these two teams. New Orleans won the first meeting back in week one. New Orleans is 1-5, however, against the spread in their last six games. Subsequently, Tampa Bay is 1-5 in, in their last six games against the spread against New Orleans. Tampa Bay is favored by four in this one. And uh, we're going to go with New Orleans. We're going to take the four points. I think Tampa Bay wins this game. I think they win the game on a late field goal or a late score of some sort. But New Orleans stays within the four points. I think the Saints... are are supposed to get Michael Thomas possibly back this week. That would be huge for their offense. I think Alvin Kamara can have a big game this week. Uh, Drew Brees is due to break out for one as well. I think when I look at everything and adds up, I think New Orleans stays within four of Tampa Bay. Uh, Buccaneers, by the way, could have lost and probably should have lost on Monday night to the New York Giants. So Tampa Bay, they're still not quite clicking on all cylinders. And uh, in a key conference matchup, even at Tampa Bay, I think New Orleans covers the spread. I do think Tampa Bay wins this game, but I think New Orleans covers four points. And for the first time, we're going to pick a Monday night game in our picks. And we're going to pick the New England-New York Jets game. New England favored by 7.5 against the Jets. Uh, while Dallas is 0-7 against the spread this season, the Jets are 1-6 against the spread this season, only covering the game with the uh, Baltimore or excuse me, with the Buffalo Bills a couple weeks ago. Uh, now, against the Jets in recent years, New Orleans or New Orleans, I'm sorry, New England is five and two in their last seven against the spread against the Jets. Uh, again, the Jets one and seven against the spread uh, in their last eight. I think New England bounces back. The Jets are terrible. New England's not great, but. Just what the doctor ordered, I think, for the Patriots is the New York Jets. So we're going to take New England. We'll give up seven and a half points against the New York Jets. And our upset pick, we're going to go against Tennessee for the second week in a row. We took Cincinnati last week to beat the Tennessee Titans. We're going to take the Chicago Bears this week to beat the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Chicago is a six and a half point underdog coming into this one. And uh, Chicago's won 10 of their last 13 uh, 
games in week nine of the NFL season. Uh, against the uh, Titans, the Bears are 4-1 and one in their last five meetings with Tennessee. Uh, look, it's an upset pick. I'm not completely sold on it, uh, but it was of the underdogs. It was the one I liked the most. Uh, the Bears, they're they're a solid team. They're not great by any means, but I think there's some chinks in the armor of the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee is not very good on defense. Their defensive line is terrible. If you don't get pressure on Nick Foles, he can light you up, uh, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers found out a couple weeks ago. Uh, so. Because of Tennessee's defensive issues of getting pressure on the quarterback, and the fact the Bears can do that to Tennessee, is the biggest reason I'm going to take the Bears as a six and a half point underdog to win at the Tennessee Titans. So one more time, we'll go over all our picks. We'll start with college: Liberty plus fourteen and a half at Virginia Tech, Iowa minus six and a half against Michigan State. Arizona State, plus 10.5 against USC. Oklahoma, minus 38 against Kansas. Vanderbilt, plus 19.5 at Mississippi State. Rutgers, plus 38.5 at Ohio State. Oregon, minus 8 against Stanford. Clemson, minus 5 at Notre Dame. Tennessee, minus 2 at Arkansas. South Carolina, plus 10 against Texas A&M. Our two upset picks. West Virginia, as a 6.5 point underdog to win at Texas. Florida has a three-and-a-half-point underdog to win the cocktail party in Jacksonville against Georgia. Our NFL picks. Baltimore, minus two at Indianapolis. Carolina, plus 11-and-a-half at Kansas City. Pittsburgh, minus 14-and-a-half at Dallas. New Orleans, plus four at Tampa Bay. On Monday night, New England, minus seven-and-a-half at the New York Jets. And our upset pick, Chicago is a six-and-a-half-point underdog to win at Tennessee. So we'll wrap up our podcast there. We do thank you for listening to podcasts. Remember, rate and subscribe to podcasts. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we'll be back on Tuesday. We'll recap the weekend. Uh, this upcoming weekend, we'll recap it and then look ahead uh, to the weekend of uh, November the 12th, uh, or excuse me, November the 14th and 15th. We'll look at that weekend of college football and the National Football League. So until then, this is The Degenerate Gambler.